0: What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching bunch You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Brain Body Resilience podcast. This is number 104. 50, so we're coming up on three years, which is amazing. I am still your host, JPB, and I would like to report that traffic is still out there trafficking, and uh, it is the same. And it is a lovely practice for me to ground myself and use the tools I have to calm and center myself and to practice compassion for others. So, you know, traffic stays trafficking, and life stays lifing. I want to talk about going slow, which is something we don't do well, uh, most of us, especially here in the States, probably just mostly Western cultures overall. Uh, I don't really know about anywhere else because I live here, so um, I think... Within the states, even more on on the coasts rather than like the middle of the country. Um, in larger cities, usually that's a thing, and I think the East Coast more than the West Coast for sure. Uh, here on the West Coast, the U.S. Uh, folks from the East Coast look at us kind of like everyone's really laid back and maybe even lazy, like everyone's like a surfer hanging out on the beach all day, which is not true. Or, like here in Portland, where I live, I have heard over the years that Portland is where young people go to retire, and I would love to know where those young people are. I don't know anyone who uh, that is true for, but I digress uh we've wandered where was I yes, going slow uh most of us are busy, we're busy moving back and forth in and around up and down, over and under, so We're all constantly moving, except maybe physically, as we are increasingly sedentary with desk jobs, Netflix binges, and I do love a good binge, but if you've been here for any time, you know that movement is crucial for health, stress management, and overall brain and cognitive function. I continue to stray, it might just be like that today, so we are all busy. We're trying to do all the things all at once, we're working more and pausing less, and there's work and there's grocery shopping and laundry and cleaning and maybe time to move that body. Maybe there's a bit of a social life. And if you've got kids, I don't even know how you bend time like that with multiple kids and sports and band and dinners and lunches and school meetings and taking care of the pets. I don't know how all that works, which is why I don't do it. Um, I am amazed at y'all who do. So sometimes we are busy because there's just a lot of shit to do, and sometimes we come up with lots of shit to do to stay busy, because slowing down is uncomfortable. Slowing down means we will have to feel what is there. We'll notice our bodies, we'll be there with the chaos in our heads, and the never-ending loop of thoughts. And so slowing down can be really hard when we are not used to it. Just like everything else, it takes practice and sometimes it is just one breath at a time. I was on the train the other day and I got really anxious about some things I have coming up and I was all in my head with all kinds of catastrophic thinking, like what is the worst thing that could happen? Like, yeah, that that's what I'm going to focus on and try and solve and prepare for. And if we pause for just a moment and assess, is this happening right now? No? Okay. Then what are we even talking about? That is an exchange uh, that my husband and I have often, where uh, he is most always the one asking, is this happening right now? And uh, the answer is usually always no. And then we're like, all right, what are we talking about? It is terrible that he is always right and makes sense. And I'm grateful for it. So I'm on the train. I'm anxious. I can feel my body starting to tingle. I get tense and my heart rate is going up. I started focusing on my breath and, you know, trying to get into my my go-to breath work, which is usually the 4-8, which is just the exhale needs to be longer than the inhale in order to activate that parasympathetic, parasympathetic side of our nervous system because that is um, activated as we exhale. So we want to prolong or elongate that. Um, And the formula is usually double, whether that's inhale for two, exhale for four, three to six, four to eight. And so I started this and I was still kind of panicky. So I slowed down and instead of trying to do the most breath work and go all in, I just focused on one breath and then the next and I realized that when I do my breathing exercises, sometimes they are, they have become automated from practice. And that's not entirely useful if our focus isn't redirected and we're just trying to get through the steps to force this feeling to go away. The process is what makes it work. It is about slowing down and being there to witness and pause. And create some space so that we are not carried away with the feeling, but we are slowing down enough to be present and have the experience of being okay. Even when it feels like too much, we have to learn that we can handle the feeling that we have the capacity to hold that and that we are not actually dying unless you are, and then go to the emergency room. So we try and go too fast and do too much. And this is true with our practices for stress and anxiety too. We decide that we're going to do all of the things, go all in, go big or go home. But it might be too much if we haven't built the capacity to hold the space for those um, tools and the outcomes that come with it. If we go too fast or too soon, our our nervous system is going to get protective. And so we have to slow down and add some tools, feel some feelings, reassess where we're at, if it helped, how we feel, and then do that over and over again. I have a recent example of trying to do too much too soon. I have just uh, rehabbed my left leg to where I am strong enough to run again. So I've been running a couple times a week for like a month, maybe six weeks. So then I tried uh, sprinting on the treadmill because I love sprinting. I don't like running distances, even like a mile. I don't I don't love it. I love sprinting. Um, my, the only sport I did growing up was gymnastics. And so uh, sprinting was the thing, like getting enough power to sprint into your vault or into your tumbling pass. And I love that. And, um, I am really fucking fast, uh, cause I am short and I have super strong legs. So I was very excited to be able to sprint again. And, um, so I tried after, after this very short amount of time, uh, I tried sprinting on the treadmill and it felt good. And I was super excited that that felt good and that I could do it. And, um, so then I... I thought I would try sprinting outside because it's different. It's faster. I wanted to get out there and really like see what I could do. So after I ran a few miles, I wanted to sprint the last stretch up to my apartments. There's like some train tracks and then there's a stop or a stoplight. Um, I don't, I'm not good with distance, like 50 yards away. Maybe, I don't even know, maybe not. Anyway, an amount of distance that, and I used to sprint. That was kind of my, my marker, the train tracks to the stoplight. I would sprint that and then end my run. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm just going to go as fast as I can. And uh, I started and I was super fast. It felt really good. And then my hamstring on my right leg said no. And then I couldn't walk for a couple days. So now I'm working on rehabbing that side which is fine. I've done it before. So now I know what to do. I know how to do it. I know that I can do it. I know how to ease into the exercises and not try to go fast in the healing process. Too much too soon isn't going to get us where we want to go. It will likely send us back to the beginning where we have to um, protect and start again. And then it's going to take longer. So the fastest way to go is slow and steady. Too much too soon is not going to get us where we want to go. Consistency over time, the small steps for a long time, that, my friend, is how progress happens. The things we do daily that don't seem like they make any difference are the things that change our lives when we look back In a year, in five years, and we can be grateful for that past version of ourselves that just kept going, even though it didn't feel like it was doing any good, especially when it doesn't feel like it's doing any good. But we trust the process and we keep going small steps at a time. So my friend, don't be like me and try and sprint your way through. This is a marathon. It's about creating habits for life. All right folks, that's all I've got today. I will be batch recording a few episodes coming up. So if you've got something that you want to hear me talk about on here, send it my way. shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me my res- um, my resources. There are also resources in the um, caption i've I've run out of words. there are ways to contact me. My contact information is always in the show notes. There are also resources in the show notes. So if you have something you want to hear, if you have comments, questions, concerns, I always love connecting with y'all. So uh, get a hold of me. We will do this again next week. But until then, I am wishing you a beautiful week. I am out of here.